Hello everyone, this is the Evergreen Tree. I am your host, Brandon Lee Lewis. Today, I ask a question. What is it going to be? To clarify why I'm asking this question, I will state what's going on right now. This country is going through a pandemic. The solutions that some states have proposed and is now implementing for this coronavirus pandemic is a shutdown of the economy or an economic pause. So, in light of that, I'll ask it again. What is it going to be? Let us begin. Currently, most of you are sitting at home. You are not allowed to go to work or you are not allowed to go to your business and open your business for the day. As a result, you do not have any income coming in or you do not have any cash flow coming in. Now, there is another aspect to this. You are still expected to pay your bills. Your utility bill, which is understandable, your mortgages, your rents, all of these things still have to be paid. This is causing a lot of pain in the American economy. Because how are you going to pay for something when you do not have the means to pay for it? This is a situation where the solution is a melding of two principles. One principle is a centralized, socialist-controlled economy where everything operates via government mandate, such as you should not open your doors today or this week. It is a hybrid between that and a free market economy where commerce is able to be processed any day, any time, any way, as long as it's legal. This example of the, this hybrid situation has two sides, like I said. And the two sides, the socialist is represented by you not going to work. And the free side of it is that you still have to pay your bills. Like I said, this is causing some serious pain and some pressure and a lot of stress. Now, to clarify my opinion as how we gotten here and how government officials could think that this is a solution, I will illustrate a chain of pain to you, a chain of economic pain in this situation. Now, albeit a government or a politician may not be thinking intentionally 
in this line, but it could be subconsciously, especially when you consider what happened in 2008 and 2009 with the last crash. But we're going to save that. We will get to this. Let's follow the chain of pain. The, cha the chain of financial pain is one of the many chains that is going on right now, the chains of pain, but this is the financial chain of pain. And you will see that they are intertwined in a way. So the first part of the chain is that businesses are mandated to be closed. People do not go to work. That's the next part. And then the following part is that they do not get paid. Therefore, income is not generated and also cash flow is not generated. And since cash flow is not generated, bills are not being paid. Utilities are not being paid. Services are not being paid. And then the road that we are going to take, residential rent and commercial rent is not being paid. And also residential mortgages and commercial mortgages are not being paid. And so since those things are not being paid, it puts pressure on the banks, which is another link, the next link in this chain. It puts pressure in banks in this way. When you have mortgages, nowadays, what banks like to do with these mortgages, they like to package them up into a basket and form a financial instrument out of it. These instruments are called mortgage-backed mortgage-backed securities sorry you have most likely have heard this name before this or these type of securities is one of the main causes of the crash of 2008 and 2009 now these baskets if you will are composed of many mortgages from all over the place and once a certain percentage of them goes through financial hardship because the person that is paying off that mortgage cannot pay it, then that instrument itself is downgraded. And if that instrument itself, that security, the mortgage-backed security is not at a certain level, then the entities who hold on to that security is going to suffer a loss of their investment. And most of the time, if not all the time, these type of instruments are held by banks, financial institutions such as investment banks and hedge funds. But it doesn't end there. This is a highly leveraged market, meaning that these mortgage-backed securities are backing up other securities. And also, other securities could be backing up these mortgage-backed securities. So you see, it's forming a structure here where one thing is toppled or one thing is on top of another, is on top of another, is on top of another, and, on, and then on top of another. And then... Not only are things on top of each other, but it spreads out like a tree. You have a trunk and then you have the branches. And then the branches have the smaller branches and so forth. Fractalization, if you will. Now, 
if the percentage of the mortgages fall within a key security in that tree system, say if it's in the trunk, then the whole thing will fail. Now, the problem is, is that this system is so complex and it's so intertwined, you can't tell which one is in the trunk. And many of them may be in the trunk while being in the branches at the same time. Who's to know? They can't keep track of it. We can't keep track of it. It's a big mess. So to keep it all from falling apart, the banks really want to make sure that these mortgages are continued to be paid off. So as a result, there cannot be any mortgage forgiveness. There cannot be any cancellation of payments for particular for the particular months where this virus is wreaking its effects on this country. While you are not allowed to go to work via government mandate, if you are so fortunate or unfortunate to be in those states, you are still required to pay off your mortgage and to pay your rent. And I speculate it is because of that reason that I stated before. If you don't, if you do not do that, or or if this is not done, then these mortgage-backed securities cannot be considered or continue to stay in good standing. This falls under a category called too big to fail or too important to fail. We've seen this time and time and time again, and it has, it has made the American economy extremely weak. There was a point of time in history before this modern time period where the United States did not prop up any companies who did who did unsound business practices. Those who took risky behavior or took or displayed risky behavior, if you will, they failed. No government or no government entity or politician came to save them. As a result, this country grew to the point to where it was the strongest economy in the world. But now, through to protectionism and propping up banks who have made severe mistakes, I'm being nice here, due to that propping up, our country is economically weak. And I think it has led to politicians to think subconsciously that they cannot allow mortgages to not be paid. Otherwise, banks will fail because mortgage-backed securities will be downgraded or they will fail. Now, I'm being real nice because I'm saying that they may subconsciously think that there may be some pressure on them directly to make sure that the mortgages are still paid. Now, there is a government and bank relationship. Take, for instance, 
the Paycheck Protection Program, which is part of the the program used to bail out this country in the midst of this coronavirus. It is a loan to small businesses so that they can keep up their payroll. However, the big banks or banks are the gatekeepers of these loans, and they determine who gets these loans. And what large banks are doing is that they are restricting those who get the loan to those who have a line of credit in their bank. They are doing this because they are making sure that the loans that are on their books and the mortgages that are on their books are continuing to be paid. If the people who have these mortgages that are on their books get this stimulus, then they are able to keep up with their mortgage payments. Therefore, the securities that they have that are using these mortgages, they are these securities are able to stay at a high rating because they are continue to be managed. A lot of big banks are doing this. So you see, this is another area how interest is of the big banks and corporations are keeping up or creeping up into this situation. Not to mention that there is loans that are, or should I say there's stimulus that is being directly given to big companies. Companies who invested improperly and took terrible risks. They are being bailed out right now. Meanwhile, while most people who want to work and can, they are not allowed to. They are restricted to go to work. Yet they still must be able to pay their bills. Otherwise, the banks and the mortgage-backed securities will fail. You are still on the meat hook. So, I'll ask this question again. What is it going to be? Is it going to be a centralized solution or social socialism type solution where everything is shut down? No one goes to work. No bills are paid. Or is it going to be a free market economy? Where you go to work, you pay your bills, and commerce happens. And also in the free market economy, when a big institution makes or displays risky behavior and does it too many times, then that entity will fail. This includes banks as well. Mortgage-backed securities is very risky behavior. Overlending is very risking behavior. Most banks, if not all, have done this. I mean the large ones. And they have been propped up time and time again. But in a free market capitalist economy, a true one, they would fail. And no government would be there to pick them up. We must have the wisdom in this country to navigate the situation of this coronavirus. 
I do believe that we have it. Enough of us do. And so to answer the question, which one, which one is it? Which road are we going to take? I do believe that there are many of you who are shouting inside, if not at loud. You are saying that we must take the free market capitalist side of it. Because we are responsible people who have wisdom. We have no need for a large government to tell us what to do every minute, every second, every hour of the day. We do not need a large government to tell us when and when not to go to work. We do not need a large government to remind us that we have to pay our bills. And hopefully businesses and banks will show responsibility that they should not overextend their balance books. I do believe that we do have that type of wisdom here in this country. Now granted, we're in a time in this country where lack of wisdom is celebrated. So as a result, there are many people here who do not have wisdom, who do not show responsibility, and if they do have wisdom, they do not show it because they are afraid of losing their place in society or losing their place in the group. They won't be cool anymore. But I do believe, despite that, that there is enough of us who have wisdom to where in a situation such as this, when wisdom is needed, Enough of us will display wisdom and responsibility. It will force those who do not have it to learn how to display wisdom and responsibility. That's how it's worked in the past. That's how it would work now. Now, in regards to lack of responsibility, I've said that our, our leaders, our governors, some of them, have displayed a severe lack of res responsibility and wisdom. This halfway solution has caused way more problems than the issue of the coronavirus itself. By putting people in their homes or quarantining them or house arresting them in their homes for such a long period of time, People are more susceptible to more to more stress. You, we are now seeing a rise in domestic violence. There's a rise of relapses in addictions. You know, when people are by themselves in their homes, there may be a tendency for them to commit suicide because there's no one to communicate with. There's no one to talk to. And to get back to the recurrence of addiction, a lot of people who have been through addiction, they have their support groups. If they are kept in their homes and they are not in contact with their support groups, then they lack that encouragement to continue in a clean lifestyle. As a result, they will revert back to addictive behavior and start taking or abusing those substances once again. 
Also, too, the fact that people are not able to work and generate income so that they can pay their bills, they will get more stressed out. When people are more stressed out, their immune systems does not work as efficiently as if they had no stress. So this in turn is going to make people more sick. It will make them more open to the effects of the coronavirus. So in choosing this pathway, this shows a lack of wisdom in, in our leaders. Also, too, the quickness in which they have went to this decision to halfway shut down the economy is very alarming. Because there are other things that they could have talked about before they have even gotten here, which they shouldn't have gotten here in the first place. Have you heard any politician or any news agency talk about vitamin C, vitamin D, or zinc? Or how about your immune system? How to keep and maintain a healthy immune system? I haven't. I'm pretty sure you have not as, as well. You will think you want to talk about these other things before any other drastic solutions. These solutions are very cheap. And they're very robust. Even though it, even though it will not protect someone from getting the virus, but it will make their environment, their bodies, more robust so that when the virus do comes, they are able to fight it off more efficiently and the complications will not be so severe. To prove that I'm just not pulling this out of nowhere, here's an article that I found. It is on this website called Intelligent Living and is entitled Vitamin C is being used as a COVID-19 treatment in New York hospitals. This article can be found on other sites as well, and it may be titled differently, but the subject matter is still the same. To go into it, just to skim over the top, it speaks of a Dr. Andrew G. Weber. He is a critical care specialist affiliated with two Long Island Northwell Health facilities. He uses vitamin C intravenously as a treatment for patients in severe COVID-19 situations. Or should I say, he uses vitamin C intravenously as a treatment for severe cases of COVID-19. And he said this, quote, the patients who received vitamin C did significantly better than those who did not get vitamin C. It helps a tremendous amount, but it is not highlighted because it's not a sexy drug. The article goes on to say, Weber noted that it makes all the sense in the world. He quoted that. And then it goes on to explain the article. The article explains the reason why he said it makes all the sense in the world by saying this. To try and maintain the patient's level of vitamin C because when they suffer sepsis, an inflammatory response that occurs when their bodies overreact to the infection, the levels of vitamin C drop dramatically. Now, sepsis is a situation when the person cannot use the bathroom. 
A good way for your body to get rid of the infection or the virus is to put it into the feces. And when you use the bathroom, you get rid of the virus. It has been noted that the feces of an infected patient has a big load of viruses in it. So it is proof positive that that is the way that the body uses to get rid of the virus. So if, if the body cannot use the bathroom via sepsis, then he's in serious trouble. Well, vitamin C treatment helps a person suffering from sepsis to use the bathroom again, therefore expelling the virus out of their body. Now, how come you have not heard any major news agency or politician talk about this? Yet and still, some of them are very quick to shut down the economy. But you still have to pay your bills. To me, this shows a lack of wisdom. Even if they were pressured into doing this, this still shows a lack of wisdom, which is what you expect from our office holders. Now, America is built on the showing of wisdom and responsibility. That is part of the American spirit. It is essential to the American soul. And I do believe that there are enough of us who still hold on and still display the American spirit. There are those of us who still show wisdom or who have wisdom and display responsibility. If we were left alone and allowed to have our wisdom shine forth, you will see behaviors such as, well, this person is, is maybe a little sick, so maybe I shouldn't go around that person. Or you will see those who are older who have wisdom and they have a compromised immune system. They wouldn't go outside. They will stay home. Or you, or you will see those who have wisdom, who do not have any symptoms and have a strong, healthy immune system. They will go out, but they will still practice good hygiene, such as washing their hands and not touching their face. Or you will see those who have symptoms and have a good, uh, a healthy immune system. They will stay home. Or if they do have to go out, they would know to not get too close to anyone. Otherwise, they will pass on the virus to someone else, especially those who are older. I do believe that there are enough of us who have that type of wisdom and are able and will show that type of responsibility. So there is no need for a government to mandate us to stay home. There is no need for a large government. And because we have wisdom, government, in true American fashion, will continue or be small. But however, we are not there right now. Government is too big. 
and it is now mandating parts of our life that are essential. Parts of our life that probably 20 years or 10 years before, or maybe even five years before, maybe even last year, wouldn't we would not have even fathomed that the government will try to put his finger into. But alas, here we are. The government has mandated us to stay home. Not, not only has it mandated us to where we could not work or open up our businesses, but in a lot of cases, you can't go out at all. Maybe for a little bit to have a walk or go out for a walk. That's it. Instead of staying out of the way and letting American wisdom do its thing, it has implemented its control on American life. This country was not meant to work this way. This is not the American spirit. It is suppressing the American soul. This is against the principles dictated or the philosophy dictated in the Declaration of Independence. And you can even say that this is unconstitutional. However, I do, like I said, believe that there is enough of us who have that wisdom and that sense of responsibility to where once we get over this, enough of us who do have it, we must, we must roll back the damage that this has caused. This is unprecedented and it's going to cause a lot of damage, this so-called solution. It is causing a lot of damage. But I do believe, like I said, that there are enough of us who have the American characteristics of wisdom and responsibility. There are enough of us to roll back the damage that this so-called solution is causing. And then while we add it, let's also roll back the conditions that led to this situation, that led to our weaknesses. One condition is the unhealthy lifestyles that Americans leads. So through our wisdom, we, are, we will encourage Americans and all of us to live a more healthy lifestyle. And on the other side, or one of the other sides, we will peel back the conditions of our, of our economy that led to our economic fragility. Our banking system will be changed. Our banking system will cease to be protected by the government. And those banks who have taken on too much risk and cannot handle it, they will be in the position where they will fail. And they will fail. And there will be no one else or no entity to pick them up. That will be healthy for the economy. For all of these players who display this type of behavior, this malicious behavior towards the economy and the manipulation of the economy and taking advantage of the people who participated, these entities falling or failing 
and not existing anymore would be healthy for our economy. And it will put America back on the path that has made it the most robust and strongest economy in the world. An economy where an individual can up his standard or up his standard of living. I do believe that we have the wisdom and this and the sense of responsibility to roll these conditions back. I do believe also because it makes sense that with wisdom comes bravery. I do believe that we have the bravery in this country to counteract that as well. To speak our mind when these things are taking place. And also to not react in a way to where it's detrimental to our cause. Such as destroying property and insulting other people. But yet and still be insistent on things being done correctly. Things being done in the American way, the American spirit. Following the Constitution and the original amendments, which are the Bill of Rights. The soul of America is stated in the Declaration of Independence. There are those of us who have that soul within us. It is now time for us to display that. This nation, after this is over, and even while this is going on, is crying for us who have it to display it. So that the country and the American soul can be awoken once again. And by it standing up and waking up once again, it guarantees that it is not lost. And it can be passed on to the next generation and the next generation. And be an example of individual freedom once again for the whole world. And not just by proxy, but by true living example. This is the Evergreen Tree. I am your host, Brandon Lee Lewis. See you next time.